Miley. We need some intro music. Ooh. <laughs> I like it, I like it, I like it. Women, get it. Okay, let's go down that road. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> There's a surprise at every turn. Woman, get it. Hello there. Hey, friends. Welcome to this week's episode of Woman, Get In. Hello, hello. I'm Mandy. And I'm Miley. And we are super excited to be here with you in your earballs again this week. We're happy to be back in your earballs. It's been uh, a couple weeks since we last did our intro because we recorded a little bit and we've been on vacation since. Yes, we went to Hawaii. Yes, yes. A and local reminded us that that's how it's pronounced. Yes. And I don't, I don't even want to attempt to say it. So I just look at Mandy whenever it needs to be said. She says it really well. <laughs> So it's been Thanksgiving mm -hmm. and then the week after, and now we're here. Yep. And Miley teased us a little bit about she was going to cook the whole Thanksgiving dinner for her family before heading off to meet me in Hawaii. Yep. Tell us what you oh, made. I made a 17 pound turkey from scratch. Oh, good. From scratch. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> from scratch. You didn't make a turkey from scratch. <laughs> no, but like I took it out. I de I, I, I defrosted it and then I cleaned it and then I seasoned it and then I cut up vegetables and other things and then I uh, put it in the oven and then I also made macaroni and cheese and stuffing and mashed potatoes and vegetables and green bean casserole. I did not do any cranberry. My, my, my Asian family, we don't do cranberry. Cranberry is my favorite part. Like, I'm a mashed potatoes, gravy. I bought at the store yesterday, now that we're back, I went grocery shopping and I bought a little vegan turkey, stuffed turkey roast thing because mm -hmm. they had some on sale and it was like 10 bucks. So I bought one of those. So I'll have a Christmas, I'll mm, cook a big mm -hmm. Christmas meal for myself. And I have cranberries in the freezer, potatoes, gravy, cranberries, and then some sort of little fake turkey thing. Mm-hmm. If I don't, I will eat cranberries for a week straight. I love them so much. Fresh cranberries. Christmas present noted. <laughs> a big box of cranberries. <laughs> but I make them really good. Like if you try my cranberries, you'd probably really like them. Okay. I am open to trying new experiences. How was your Thanksgiving in Hawaii? It was so nice. Yeah. I, I found one little cafe type of place that you and I went to. The one we went to for bagels is mm -hmm. called Kaya's Store. Mm -hmm. um, they were open on Thanksgiving, I found out. And so I went down there that morning kind of early, drove down, got myself a bagel, vegan cream cheese, a smoothie. I might have also had a scone. I don't know. I just picked up some things to have snacks during the day and breakfast that day. I hung out on Magic Sands Beach watched the birds, watched the waves, had my smoothie and my bagel and um, went for some walks. Uh, it was a good day. And then I cooked myself food a little bit later. I cooked myself a little meal at the Airbnb. I really just wandered around town at the beaches and chatted with family. Had a couple phone calls with my mom and my sister. That I might have watched. I might have watched a movie at that night. I don't know. It was a good day. It was yeah. very relaxing. Sounds relaxing. Sounds peaceful and calming and just yeah. nice. Yeah. And I didn't cook a huge spread because obviously I was on vacation and just didn't have the means to make mm -hmm. a big meal and I wouldn't have eaten it all so yeah I just had some veggies yeah. and tofu it was a good day 
I have two aunts here. So both of those families came together for Thanksgiving. So it was mm. nice. We haven't done that since Thanksgiving of 2019. Wow. So it was nice for all of us to be together. Cool. It's been two years. So it was nice. Super nice. Then I packed up and met you in Hawaii. And uh, it was amazing. The weather was gorgeous. The waves, just the sound of the waves just was so peaceful and calming. And um, the wind, the palm trees, the, well, not wind, breeze, I guess. The breeze, the palm trees, the birds. It was wonderful. I remember the first day you were there, that bird. (laughs) I was like, that bird annoying you? I don't know if you ever really decided. No, I mean, I heard it. I think I was just, I was afraid that it was annoying you. Mm. I was just like, it it just sings all night. I mean, yeah. I sleep through anything. So I was just like, I'd, I'd wake up and I'm like, man, that bird is still singing. And I put earplugs in, so nothing really bothers me. Earplugs and blinders because yeah. my I adjusted really quickly to you did. Hawaii time. I just, I got there. The first night I was there, I thought for sure I would be asleep early. It was 10 p.m., 10.30 p.m. And I, I just said to myself, I need to go to bed. Because I don't want to be sleeping all day in Hawaii. And it's kind of a sleepier town. It's just a sleepier place. There's not a ton of nightlife. There's not, you know, especially when you're by yourself. I'm not going to go out to bars by myself. At least not in that part of town. Like on my own. And Thanksgiving, there's not that much to do. Things are closed. So it's like after dark, it's kind of, okay, now what? Yeah. (laughs) So like wake up. I'd rather wake up early when the sun is lower and coming up and enjoy those hours on the beach and hiking and exploring versus waiting till it's hot out. Yes. And you found some great hideaways, Mm. you know, like hideouts, like little little openings here or there where there is like a little bit of rock, some sand and some beach waves. And so there was it wasn't very populated you know anytime we went to a beach there was always enough room for everyone to spread around Mm -hmm. um i spent a day in oahu and it was so populated everywhere there was tons of people and and i went to a beach there for a couple hours and there are people parasailing paragliding families it was really populated i was so happy to be back to kona because it was (laughs) much chiller everyone was um just relaxed, a lot more relaxed, no hustle bustle, no like not a lot of cars moving by real fast. Yeah, it's, one of our drivers even told us that the big island is the most chill mm-hmm. island. And maybe that's, I don't know. I don't know the other islands well. I know Oahu is Waikiki and Honolulu are really big and busy. And um, that's not really the vibe I guess I'm going for when I'm escaping to an island vacation. No, I love that you picked Kona. So yeah. thank you for that wise decision and we went everywhere we did Hilo we did the volcano we did the green sand beach we did not get to go to Mauna Kea because it snowed and so the roads were closed and currently I don't know if you heard this I have heard from multiple people in the last day that Hawaii we got out just in time because Hawaii is under this blizzard watch oh whoa on the wow. on the summits so at okay. the summits they are expecting oh yeah so Mauna Kea is still snow. closed yeah and there's a mm. marathon coming up there next Ooh. I guess this week actually it's this week oh. that people are hearing this uh there's a marathon happening on Oahu and there's a blizzard watch I mean oh, it man. won't affect the marathon because it, it will affect the summits but they probably get some cool breezy weather as a result yeah and then uh 
Yeah, we 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 went to some. We went to a few different farmers markets, which was so fun. Yep. The fruits and vegetables there were great. The lilikoi, I learned I learned what that was and had to I got a chance to eat lilikoi. We had fresh coconuts. We did. Uh, we checked out a few different vegan places, which you know I will do a shout out to Journeys because they had the best dish I've ever had in my entire life. It's like this eggplant mushroom Doria. smoky, yeah, smoky mushroom eggplant. Doria. Yeah. And there was uh, a macadamia nut-based bechamel. bechamel and a something-based mozzarella. Same. Mac. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was so good. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then I got to go scuba diving and saw the manta rays, which is very specific to the Big Island. So if you want to see manta rays, you actually have to go to the Big Island because the other islands don't have manta rays. And it was so majestic and magical. And I went down to 35 feet and the the manta rays, there were two of them that came and there was they were each at least 15 feet or longer. That's so and wild. It was just amazing. I thought that I was in a dream or something. <laughs> I might still have been a, it might have still been a dream because I don't have any footage of or evidence that I did do it so <laughs> I uh, was like I can't wait to see all your GoPro footage yeah. and then she said I didn't bring it. I didn't bring it because I got a little seasick and then my first dive didn't go so well so I was nervous that I wouldn't be able to even dive to see the manta rays but it all worked out and so I was I was just prioritizing not throwing up and making it down to 35 feet that I completely forgot about my my GoPro, but that's okay. It's the experience that matters. And sometimes memories are better than camera footage. And it just gives me a reason to go back so that I can get camera footage. I will suggest you journal about it so you can always look back and those mm. words can jog those yes. visual memories. I like it. I like it. Yes, yes. So you should write like a I, blog post or an mm, Instagram post or I should. something about it. Thank you. I read a couple books. Oh, yeah. Which I books? Read two more books. I don't mm -hmm. know. Fiction books. Stuff okay. I downloaded from the Kindle app. Um, we watched. I mean, we tried to watch every single sunset. Mm -hmm. the clouds got in our way quite a few times. It was very funny, actually. Um, we drank Mai Tais almost everywhere you could drink a Mai Tai. Yep. And then I found out that my drink is a pina colada, not a Mai Tai, even though I want Mai Tais to be my drink since we share a name. But yeah. unfortunately, my tongue likes pina coladas. Do you dislike the Mai Tai or you just like pina colada more? I just like pina colada more. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I'm definitely a Mai Tai. And I will shout out the Kona Inn. Everyone told us the Kona Inn makes the Mai Tais. And I have to agree. Mm -hmm, Based I on agree. the few that we had, I think Papa Kona was the other place that I really liked. And their glassware was pretty cool. Yeah, I liked uh, Papa Kona. They also have the best uh, truffle parm fries as well. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to throw that out too. <laughs> I was blown away by the ginormous plate of fries that came out oh yeah but it was the same thing at really the other good. joint we went to um on the rocks yeah it was a huge plate of fries and it had all these sauces drizzled mm -hmm. all over it and the poke was very good in hawaii yes you did even the vegan poke you had was really good it was uh at it was tofu at herbivores mm -hmm. that was really good i tasted something from your plate and it was really good yeah it was all good you had some great food choices, Mandy. Thanks. You're like the best travel par partner. <laughs> You're the best travel partner. I Yeah, food's kind of like I want to enjoy my food experience and I'm not the type of person who just eats to check it off the list. I I want to make sure that I'm eating something that I'm not eating at home, that I'm at least getting some local flair and also quality. And Hawaii is pretty great for that. There was a lot of locally made, locally owned. Yeah. 
very specific to the area type of restaurants. And I don't eat a lot of seafood, but I don't eat any seafood. But, you know, Miley is good enough to eat the fish for me (laughs) and enjoy it. We also did go to a coffee shop that had musubi. That was really good, too. Yes. Heiko. They had a vegan musubi Mm -hmm. and they had vegan donuts. And then you got the spam and the crab musubis. Mm -hmm. Um, That was really fun. We met up with a stranger for drinks. We did. (laughs) He was nice. He was fun. Oh, you guys sing karaoke. I found footage of that on my phone. Oh, really? You'll have to send it to me. But yes, he was super cool. I've never had some like a a new friend that I just met that is like down to do whatever, you know, and we were like, then you're doing karaoke. And he's like, I'll sing. And then we we, he sang a song and then we sang a song together. It was super fun. After hearing his experience, though, of kind of his last six, eight months, maybe it's very his personality to just kind of go with the flow and try new things. Like he ended up on the big island randomly to help his mom and his sister with some projects and he's not planning on being there for long. It's just what he's doing for the moment. Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, I think his plans are to head back to Seattle and And um, he has all of the like he's a he's an avid learner. Like he loves to learn new things. And so right now he's learning about carpentry or woodworking wood carving wood carving but it's very much in his personality like this suddenly yeah. the karaoke started at the bar and he was like let's do karaoke yeah. and i was all you guys <laughs> can do karaoke yeah. and i will watch so i found videos of that oh, i funny. thought that was very that funny was awesome but, yeah, um, it we was got great. beach tips from a server mm-hmm. we found macalavena beach mm-hmm. uh i did text him a thank you oh that's nice that's um i wore one contact lens for oh, yeah. almost <laughs> the entire week <laughs> What happened to the other contact lens, Mandy? <laughs> I was cooking for you. Yes, you were making me guacamole with the lime and the jalapeno. And the yeah, lime so and the there were a bag of fresh jalapenos we bought from a farmer's market in Hilo. We bought all these ingredients from a farmer's market in Hilo and was making guac later that night. And I was really careful only to touch the pepper with my left hand. And my obviously my right hand was knife skills. My right hand was doing all the cutting, so I cut the avocado, cut the peppers, chop the garlic, chop the cilantro, squeeze the lime, all this stuff. Wash my hands really, really well. But so later I go to take my contacts out using my right hand, which I think is safe and free from any pepper. And I'm positive I've washed my hands seven times in between. Immediate fire (laughs) in my eyeball. I got the lens out and I set it in the case and my eye was just immediately on fire. So apparently there were still some chili oils Mm -hmm. on my fingers uh lots of splashes of water hoping i'm not permanently blind for a few seconds and uh it it let up pretty quick oh good but the next day i went to put that contact lens in and immediate fire (laughs) so i took it out washed it cleaned the case put it back in some fresh solution washed a couple times put it back in there okay try the next day still burning i threw that so after I think three attempts at trying to soak that out of that lens, I threw it away and I wore just one contact lens the entire trip. <laughs> that is some talent. I can't wear one. I, I either go no contact lens or I have to have both. But I'm also blinder than you. Yeah, I'm that the eye that that is like a 0.75. It's a very low prescription. Yeah. So having the other eye that's a little that was is weaker, but having that prescription made me fine I, dr- yeah. I did all the driving yeah you did I'm a negative 3.75 so <laughs> I'm three times yeah I that I wasn't so bad but that was pretty entertaining so now that I'm home I am again wearing two contact oh, lenses yes. yay I threw that case away because I just figured it's trash um yeah good times I don't think oh and you cut your foot open oh yes I thought that I could be a fish or a mermaid or something and I slipped on a rock in a lagoon and 
and I cut my foot open and then I found another gash in my other foot. And so, you know, I'm learning. I, I put my, my skills of first aid to good use. <laughs> All that dental school and uh, first aid skills, CPR stuff that I learned. Yeah. I was able to put that into good use. And then now I am uh, hoping I that it heals quickly. I was like, I just want like 30 more minutes of sunshine I know. <laughs> on our last day here. And I thought, oh, uh, uh, I'm going to be good. I'm just going to stay here. I don't feel like going down to the beach again. And like, I mean, that was my 10th day. <laughs> right. I was just a little, I was, I was done. I was like, I don't need it again. So she's, she takes off and I'm um, uh, an hour later. I'm almost asleep on the couch. Like, I'm just going to lay here and relax until she gets back. And I get a text message. Do we have a first aid kit? <laughs> As and it, the thing is, like at first when I slipped on the the rocks, I was like, "Oh, I'll be fine." But then I took a couple more steps, and I was like, "Maybe I should look at my feet." So I lifted up, and I was bleeding. And then there was a split moment where I was like, "Oh no, sharks are gonna come get me! I'm bleeding in the water." I thought that too. After you, sh- I didn't look at this cut first of all, but after you told me there's a chunk missing from your foot, I thought there had to be some little sharks that tried to make their way into that lagoon to eat that. I'm sure. So I got out of there as soon as I could because I didn't want the other fishes to die um, from the shark. And then I had to figure out a way to like not leave a blood trail from the lagoon to the next place that I was going to be at. But I went to the hotel next door. They gave me two band-aids. That was all they gave me. (laughs) I went to the bathroom and I cleaned the blood up, tried to stop the bleeding. It didn't really work very much, but I slapped the band-aids on there and then made my way back to our Airbnb and then I took care of myself. So, yeah. Yeah. I was like, do I need to bring this first aid kit to you? What's happening? What's your status? Yeah, No, we're good. And so now we are, what, three days post and I'm still alive and no infection. So, yay. yay. No MRSA, no flesh eating bacteria. Thank goodness. Knock on wood. I know. I made her wear socks and shoes out that night. Yeah. With my dress. I thought I was like the coolest looking person ever. <laughs> Loved it. But yes, it was fun. The whole trip was amazing. I'm it so was. happy that we got to do it. And I'm so happy I got to do it with you. Me too. It was so chill and just, mm-hmm. yeah, you're a great travel buddy. Can we do it again? Like, I'm ready for it again. Okay. <laughs> Tomorrow? If anybody has any Hawaiian realtors, hit me up. I'll just, oh, yeah. I think maybe it's just a better idea to buy something. Yes. <laughs> you know, I always want to buy. Yeah. I always want to buy real estate. That's uh, not a bad thing. It's my jam. Mm-hmm. Let's do I it. I need a vacation home. Yeah, you do. We do. Yeah, mm-hmm. we do. And you could keep your snorkel gear and your scuba yeah. gear there if you yes. like. Yes, yes. Or just buy an extra set and leave it there. Yes, I agree. Then I can see the manta rays every night. There you go. <laughs> so what do we have uh, on uh, this week's docket? This week we're talking about reframing fear. Ooh, this is a great it is Great actually a really topic. fire episode. Mm-hmm. I listened to the draft and this episode is, we're on it. <laughs> I mean, well, it is one of our favorite F words. It really so, is. So uh, I'm so happy that we're able to talk about this concept. I'm so excited that we get to share our thoughts and yeah. some, hopefully some great strategies that our listeners can put into use in the realm of um, addressing fears. If and- you've ever been scared to do something anything this episode is for you i mean everything it's so loaded with ways to overcome fears and ways that fears might be 
slowing you down or holding you back. So it's really helpful to recognize fear in all the different ways it presents itself and then how we can reframe it, push it aside even. It's just, it's really good. Use fear as a way to uh, further further fire you up, motivate you. Um, use fear to empower you. Absolutely. I have a quote. So I got to watch Shang-Chi. Oh, yes. Mar- one of the new Marvel, movie- Marvel movies. And I pulled a quote from that movie and it says, if you aim at nothing, you hit nothing. Ooh, I like that. And I thought it was great for this episode. Perfect good, way to, it's a good movie too, to segue well. into it. So we hope you enjoy the episode. And uh, if you aim at nothing, you hit nothing. Hit nothing. So today we are going to be talking about fear and the idea of uh, reframing fear. I love this topic. I'm pretty sure you came up with this one, Miley. I did. Fear has been a big word in my life for the last, I would probably say like three plus years, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't until like three, four years ago where I actually recognized or labeled it as fear. And then I started actually being like, okay, this is a fear. I need to overcome this or why, why like I would start to question the fears that I was having ever since I somehow uh, came up with this feeling or this, uh, this boldness in myself to actually start identifying my fears and trying to figure out how to overcome my fears. It's just been such a, a popular theme in my life mm. and it's no longer like a word that's like a bad word. It's like a good word in my life. Mm. And I actually have gotten into this habit of like, being able to recognize when I'm scared of something and then actually talking out loud about it or saying it, doing it, you know, doing something that is uh, is going to help me like figure out why I'm so scared about it and, and not be so scared about it. Okay. I like that. I like how you said it was, it's become a good word yeah. for you. Is that, does that mean it's become like motivating? Yeah, I, I like that. It, it has been. When I think about fear or something that I'm scared of, I'm like, okay, it actually motivates me to figure out why it scares me. When I talk to other people too, and they tell me that they're worried about this or scared about this, I'd be like, well, what scares you about that? Like I actually will start talking about it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not scared to talk about that fear anymore or help other people talk about that fear. And then once you give it a name or a title or a label or whatnot, and you start talking about it, it becomes, I think, less scary. And you can Mm. potentially get into this mind space where where you can identify steps on how to overcome or even like, do you want to overcome? Like mm-hmm. as simple as like, now that you know, maybe you, you're good or maybe you want to keep going and you're motivated to overcome that fear. I love that. That made me think, that made me think a lot of things. Do you want to live in this fear? Like, is this a comfortable yeah. fear for you? Do you enjoy being afraid of this thing? And I guess it depends on the thing, right? Like, right. is it something you encounter on a daily basis? Do you have a fear of driving on the freeway? Yeah. But to get to work would take you two and a half times as long if you didn't. So is this something you really need to overcome in your life? Or is this, I'm afraid of open water. I'm probably just not going to go out on a boat. And then it's, it's decided, Is it well, functional? Yeah. Do you it, live in a landlocked yeah. state like Arizona? <laughs> or do you live in Hawaii? Like, I think it would depend on your circumstance, like, and what the fear is. And is this something you can live with and yeah. it affects your life minimally? Or does this have a daily impact or weekly impact on your life? And is it something you need to work towards resolving? For sure. And in that same context or in that same line of thought, like, is that fear keeping you 
from being able to accomplish something else that you want to accomplish. Yes. And I think there's going to be a lot of things in life that are scary and that cause fear. And within reason, of course, there are things that your body will tell you like, you know what? High alert, danger, danger. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. But I guess in my mind, I'm thinking about all the fears that keep me from being able to accomplish goals that I want or preventing me from getting to a place in my life where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's the part that I'm grasping on to to help motivate me to get to goals or to get myself to places that I want to be that I never thought I could be because of other fears that I have. Absolutely. I like I like the idea of fear being an exciting thing like, "Ooh, that's kind of scary. Like maybe I should do that." Yeah, I like that. And like that's part of it too. Like, uh You do a lot of that stuff. In the last couple of years, yeah. I have been. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's why it's such a big theme in my life right now because I've used, I've, I've been taking advantage of my fears. You let it draw you into yeah. experiences. And, and it feels so good. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that's why it not only has become a muscle that I have exercised regularly, but it also is rewarding to me because every fear that I overcome it makes me believe in myself even more yeah I don't I mean I don't want to speak for everyone but you know my life has been surrounded by a lot of you know negative self-talk and and well you've had a lot of I'm sorry to interrupt you you've had a lot of people very close not a lot but you have people very close to you who speak in a very negative manner to you about you (laughs) like they tell you all of the time since you were small that you're not you're less than not good enough like all these things so I think it's fucking phenomenal that as an adult you have discovered this way to rebuild and try to drown out other people's voices because that's not your true voice those are other people's thoughts that have been ingrained in your brain since the time you were tiny and it's really important to recognize that and work against it yes I love the way that you you were so articulate Mandy (laughs) I love the way that you just summarized everything in my life but it's, it's exactly like that and I think again three three and a half four years ago is where you know it was a, a big moment in my life where i recognized that i was i was pretty successful and met a lot of my professional goals but in my personal life and who i was as a person not as a dentist not as a you know instructor professor but as a person i didn't have my own voice i was listening to so many other people's voices their voices had been the voice in my head mm-hmm. and i need to start identifying my own voice start mm-hmm. labeling and putting into words some of the reasons why maybe I haven't done certain things or said certain things. In addition to like some of the negative things, I think some of the voices also told me that like I needed to settle and that Mm -hmm. I needed to be grateful for what was given to me. But over the last few years, I've also been able to own the fact that like I deserve the best. Yes. And I should not be afraid to go for what I want. A hundred (laughs) percent. Right? Like sometimes what happens is growing up, you're taught that you should always be grateful and not want more because it's greedy and selfish. You can be grateful and still strive for greatness. Yes. Oh, I like that. Oh, I love that. Fucking (laughs) hashtag. Yes. And I think that's what it was. Like growing up, it was a lot of like, 
be grateful don't be selfish don't be greedy don't all like don't ask for more Mm -hmm. right but it's okay to ask for the best for what you deserve it's also okay to ask for what you need yeah that's a good point and it's not always about like wanting it all Mm -hmm. or thinking you deserve it all i mean i'm i will always be on the train that's like we deserve it all god damn it like (laughs) women in general and women of color have long been told they're either not worth it Mm -hmm. don't deserve it yeah this is what you get and you'll be happy with it exactly um and like i just that time is over and if you don't think it's over then turn off this podcast (laughs) (laughs) because it's gonna piss you off because uh like the time is now and it's it will be tomorrow and it will be the next day and it will be every single fucking day until we get to the point where everyone thinks women deserve the same things that men have and it's not always about just I deserve everything even though we do but it's like I deserve to have the things that I want and need to fulfill my soul yes again a few years ago I was like I didn't want another 10 or 15 years of my like my adult life living in this space of fear and not growing and I really wanted to figure out what my potential was and Mm. and that's where I started with identifying fears of self-doubt like what what makes me so scared to do certain things or to put myself out there and so fear and reframing fear Mm -hmm. has been a big theme one thing about fear is that oftentimes it's considered like an emotion caused by a belief that something is dangerous um, or it's going to cause pain or it's a threat to what you currently have and so then you have this or it's a perceived I was just yeah yeah perceived and and I think that's why reframing is so important if you can kind of um, identify where that pattern is or where that you know where that flow in that journey is when you're trying to figure out what your fear is Mm -hmm. um at the end of the day, it's it's an emotion that can be uh, reframed mm-hmm. based on your thoughts. And that's where I think we want to go with it when we're reframing it. It's an emotion, not necessarily something that you that's going to affect you negatively if you don't allow it to. And fear isn't always real. And like other emotions, I think it's really important to have a good real-time grasp on what you're feeling and when something comes up and you get that weird like butterflies feeling or you know your heart starts racing or your hands start sweating or if you're me your everything starts sweating it's important to recognize like oh my gosh what's going on with me right now what is this that I'm feeling and like oh I'm afraid okay what am I actually afraid of talking it through like you said like just what am I afraid of in this moment? What's the worst that's going to happen if I keep doing the thing I'm doing? Like, is it healthy fear? Because there is an amount of yes. fear that is healthy and it's there to keep us alive. Oh, I hear a lion roaring. <laughs> I should not go any further. Yes. <laughs> like, I hear a rattlesnake. I should stop, assess yes. the situation and slowly walk in the other direction. So some fears are normal. Those are primal. Those are in our mm-hmm. brains for a reason as humans. It's how we've survived on this planet. But there are a lot of perceived fears that come in from family, from society, from all of these inherited places around us that aren't really ours. There are other people's fears that we adopt and a lot of times for no good reason. You already kind of dived 
into the start. So I have like these five steps. In, oh, I'm sorry. In, I'm no, 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 this is great. This is a great segue. That's why I love. Don't be sorry. I love it. We're always like, it's like you're in my mind. <laughs> You know, there's five little like steps that I also like think about when I'm trying to overcome a fear or once I recognize that I have a fear. And so the first thing is identifying like, is it rational or irrational? Like mm. what to what level or what what like the, the reality or how real is this? Right. I mean, yeah. taking a taking a look at how how real is this fear? Mm -hmm. Is this something that you that is dangerous, dangerous to your life? Or is this, you know, something that you just need to be aware of? Or is this something that you that is real that you want to try to overcome or that is overcomable? Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> overcomable. <laughs> Surmountable. Surmountable. Yes. And so I guess like one of the examples that come to my mind, and again, my life right now revolves around my flying. Yes. And one of one of the main or one of the biggest reasons why I started piloting lessons is around this concept of like capability. Mm. I have this thing where, and I don't know if it's a bad, like a, a I don't know. We I don't, don't have to label it good yeah. or bad. Good or bad. Yeah, we won't label it good or bad. <laughs> but I have this thing in my mind where I'm like, if I see someone do something that I think is really, really cool, I'm like, shucks, if they can do it, I can do it too kind of thing oh that's one of my mottos yeah. <laughs> if anyone before you has ever done it so can you yeah. but then I get a lot of like thoughts in my head where I'm like are you able to do it like you've never done anything like this before like what if you like you know like what if you mess up what if you can't do it what if you try and you fail you know so like I I always think I, I have this like internal dialogue that goes back and forth like if someone else can do it, I can do it. I'm capable. I can do this. But then I'm like, oh, but can you really kind of thing? So, you know. And when you start questioning it, it's like a moment where you're like, obviously, I don't know until I try. Right. Yes and no. <laughs> I go back and forth a lot. Uh, and and then there's other things that happen in life, too, that can also make you question yourself. Uh, and like, But when I first started the whole piloting thing, one of the biggest reasons why I started it was because I, I, I'm scared of heights um what yeah I am that's why like wait was I, this part of the hiking thing too yes okay because hiking is also something that I knew was you overcoming a lot of like negative talk around you about your physical capabilities yes. and I guess I just forgot the height part yeah capabilities a lot of the fears that I have is around my physical and mental capabilities okay but it's also I oh you know another theme in my life is like changing my perspective on mm. life so that's why like hiking and flying and all this stuff it takes me to places that I've never really been in my life figuratively and and physically I get literally and it really helps me realize that the world is so big and I I'm I'm living in you know my lens and when when I take myself to places like 12,000 feet above sea level and all this stuff it just makes me believe in such you know the beauty of this world and it changes my perspective in life and um, your perspective like like you said your lens you yeah. get up twelve thousand feet and you look around and you're like holy fuck my existence is so small here and it's amazing yeah i love that. i think that that reality check because we can all get really mm -hmm. lost in mm -hmm. the grandeur like yeah. ourselves and some narcissism type of thinking sometimes it's like what we're doing is so fucking important yeah. I think I really like that you 
Yeah. yeah it gives that. me a whole perspective on all the problems that I complain about too. You yeah. know, it, it helps me laugh at myself a little bit more about the problems that I whine about. Like the yeah. other day when I was whining at work, I just, <laughs> I don't even remember what you were whining about, I but know. I do remember you were like, this was a really long day. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. But like, that's part of it. Flying, you know, I, I, I had some people in my life that could fly yeah. and I struggled with flying. Like I just couldn't grasp the idea. And so it was really scary to start lessons because I knew like I was investing a lot of time and money into flying lessons. And what if I couldn't do it? What if I failed? What if I crashed? What if I die? <laughs> you know? Well, I think the other person's going to do everything in their power to keep you all from dying. Oh, man. That's why like, you know, struggling to land the airplane was such a big deal to me. And it really stressed me out the last couple months because I, I couldn't figure out how to land. Mm -hmm. But the moment I was able to solo and, and land, like I, and there were so many moments where I'm like, I'm so freaking scared of flying. I should just quit. <laughs> and, you know, again, going back to this whole thing, like, is it a real fear or like, is it a rational fear or an irrational fear? And I think I bounced back and forth. Like it was so irrational of me to think that I wasn't capable, but in the moment I literally did not think I was capable, but I had to take a step back and say, you know what? I can be prepared. I am capable of this. And it's a lot of back and forth. Of you talking. had to get out of your own way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like part of that was, you know, it leads me to step two, which is like, what do I want to achieve and how do I work towards it? So, mm -hmm. you know, finding a support system, finding people, surrounding yourself with people that you trust, that, that believe in you. And I think that's why, like, my third instructor right now is so amazing. Not that my other instructors weren't as amazing. They were all great in their, their own ways. But my third instructor, really, he's, he, he is so, he, he believes in me so much that, like, it overcomes, like, my self-doubt, too. And I'm able to believe in myself even more. I think it's important to let people know that you're on your third instructor because the other two moved on to yes. other gigs, not yeah. because they fired you as no. a student. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> they, yes, they couldn't, they, 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 they were moving on to bigger dreams. Yes. Um, and I'm so proud of both of them. <laughs> uh, but my third instructor, you know, I, he's been wonderful. He's kind of a teacher tutor by trade. Like yes. He teaches and tutors other things. And then this piloting yeah. is also something. So the things you've told me about his approach yes. to teaching is are pretty awesome and yeah. and being a teacher yourself mm -hmm. I think you respond really well to that type of structure so it seems like a really good fit fit yeah, yeah. and I, awesome. I appreciate that you 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 recognize that because I my first two instructors are great instructors but they don't they didn't really have like the training you know the mm -hmm. formal training of instructing they yeah. kind of just it instructing is just along their journey towards their end goal which is becoming major airline pilots yeah this third instructor he's been teaching high school students and tutoring them for the last 15 years yeah. so he knows how to nurture a young mind that's learning something really new yeah and so i really appreciate that but you know surrounding yourself with people and things and setting yourself up so that you can achieve what you want to achieve so it's articulating okay well now that you have this fear is it real is it not real is it something that you can overcome and if, if you can overcome it and that's your goal and you want to achieve or, or reach that goal Okay, now start start putting in the ingredients yeah. that what, can help you achieve. What parts goal. of this fear can I control? Mm -hmm. Like what parts of this can I overcome? Yes. And then the third thing is like clarifying what your reasons were, like articulating and reminding yourself. And I think for me, it was like constantly that again, that negative, you know, thoughts 
control our emotions and so like mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and you don't versa. have to believe everything you think yes. <laughs> and you don't have to believe everything you feel either and you can relabel your emotions feelings are temporary but yes. your brain does not know the difference mm-hmm. between thoughts like imagination and reality yeah. and we've talked about that a little bit in season one but your brain doesn't understand your brain will develop emotions around your thoughts so this is what I when I say like you don't have to believe everything you think Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that is like shit when the first time I heard that I thought wow mind blown yeah like that just fucked me up like okay (laughs) thank you yeah yeah so I think that's part of it like again I've mentioned it already but several times during this whole like just trying to get my solo. I mean, it wasn't even about getting my private pilot's license anymore. The last six months has just been able to get me in an airplane by myself and yeah. believing that I could do something that I thought I couldn't do. You went through heavy, heavy rounds yeah. of self self doubt. Oh yeah, it was like okay, I'm just gonna give up. I'm like I and like they would be like I'm wasting my time and my money. Like I can't do this. And then I'd be like, okay, no, I have to do this. Like I have to prove to myself that I can do this, that I'm capable of doing this. All that time was not for nothing. Exactly. (laughs) It was reminding myself every time I wanted to give up, I had to remind myself like the whole reason why you started this was that you, you need to remind yourself of what everyone already knows, which is that you are capable. So like, fucking show everyone that you're capable show yourself that you're fucking capable because you know mm-hmm. you are you just need to like just believe it was that part of what we talked about when you said sometimes you just need to talk to people listen to your friends mm-hmm. listen to the people closest to you because they see you yeah. as the world sees you and they see you for the things that you really are and it's sometimes really hard to turn that type of lens on ourself because we're always you know it's pretty standard you're kind of your own worst critic it's like I could do so much better I could do so much more but listen to your friends letting that voice of love and acceptance and encouragement really start to be your own voice and that's kind of like a fear in itself right like when somebody tells you something like the way they see you and when people give me compliments or when people tell me that like I am capable I like there's that little voice that tells me like like I'm scared to think that they're actually true and that they're actually right about what they're saying. What if and that's not right. And that's years and years. I, I relate to that because that's like years and years of inherited and generational shit, bullshit ingrained in our brains. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what happens. Like anytime somebody like anytime somebody tells me like you're in, you know, you're such a badass. Or like, like imagine your grandmother in Vietnam. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Was she being told that she could go do anything she wanted to, if she dared to imagine yeah. 10% of the things that you have done, she would be even, criticized, yeah. chastised, locked up in a loony bin. I don't know if those yeah. existed, but like, yeah. like totally. she would just be told that that's not the that's fucking possible. case. It's not possible. Don't yeah. think that way. Like you're not allowed to even have those thoughts, let alone right. try to do so, it. So these things that we're feeling are very new so to speak to us as as women as humanity and like where we are in the experience of humanity on this planet it's like these are big things and they're real and it's everyone's going through them and there's a reason for that because the world is changing attitudes about things are changing and who deserves what it's different it is and 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 your mom can't relate to you a lot of my family can't relate to me. They think I'm crazy. <laughs> that To me, that means you're doing something right. I, there's a quote. It's like, if yeah. no one's looking at me saying that girl's crazy, then I'm probably not trying hard enough. That's, I love that mindset. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? 
I feel crazy, but I feel like crazy good about yeah. what I'm doing. When people tell me I'm crazy, I'm like, I'm onto something. <laughs> like I feel so yes. good in it. I yes. like something yes. about it makes me smile. I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> that leads me to like the fourth thing, right? So like number one was like checking yours yourself. Is this like real? Is it not real? Rational, irrational? Is it doable? Number two was what is it that you want to achieve and how do you put the ingredients in to achieve it? Clarifying the motivation so that you're you're reminded of yourself. You can do or achieve what you want to do. But number four is like, what does your body feel in that moment? Sometimes you feel those butterflies or you feel nervous, but you can relabel that like mm-hmm. excitement. Sometimes it's anxiety, but maybe it's not anxiety. Maybe it's you finally being able to like do something. One of the things that I've been working on is just listening to my body more. Mm-hmm. And I remember like when I was soloing, I could feel my body tingle because I was so nervous. But instead of telling myself I'm so nervous, I would be I'm excited that I'm here. You checked in with yourself. Am I tingling to the point where I might lose consciousness? <laughs> <laughs> no great <laughs> keep going keep breathing keep that oxygen flowing am i breathing i am breathing okay good breathing got yes. it and then part blink of, my eyes yeah. Bre- breathe my breaths helps, right oh in, yeah in any of the moments when you're trying to feel your body and like be in the moment and trying to get a gauge of what's happening in your body practice breathing take mm-hmm. some deep breaths and i think we talked about this in in either previous episode or whatnot but mm-hmm. slow down and check yeah, in yeah. with those like core functions mm-hmm. check your breath check your heart rate yeah. and, and and if you watch some of my because i have video of my solo mm. so you'll see me like my hands are like moving so like i would shake it out <laughs> and i would tell myself like okay shake it out shake it out this is you're ready for this like i was like giving myself a pep talk you know <laughs> you know i'd be like oh my gosh i, I like I, I feel the butterflies but it's, it's not the butterflies it's it's me prepared for this moment yeah and and again your thoughts create your emotions And your thoughts can create like how your body is feeling. So like reframe your thoughts, reframe any fears or doubt or that negative talk that you have. I do want to say about butterflies. The only time I think you should really pay attention to butterflies is if it's in uh, like a date, a partner, someone you're dating or romantically Mm -hmm. potentially interested in. Butterflies are terrible and you should run in the other direction (laughs) they're like it's a hundred percent rule they're never it's never a good thing it's usually a trauma bond so if you come from a place of having lots of trauma in your history um and you're experiencing butterflies and nervousness around a person that you're talking to or thinking about dating or maybe already dating uh that's a terrible thing and you should run away from it you know i heard about this what you just said a few years ago and um ever since then i don't know if it's I just don't feel the butterflies anymore or I just reframe the butterflies because I like. I yeah, know. you can't talk yourself out of trauma like no. you're it's it's a very physical response mm. like your body knows things you don't because of, again, inherited and generational traumas. Your body knows things that you don't and it sees those in other people. It's fascinating subject to get into. But if your body is connecting with this person that makes you anxious and like a weird excited like you should feel a warm sense of excitement Mm -hmm. but if it's like a nervous anxious excitement that is something you should really consider getting away from yeah and like now what I look for when I am dating someone is like calmness thank you yes you know like when I start to get nervous I'm like I don't feel safe I don't feel calm and 
And when I don't feel safe and when I don't feel calm, I don't feel like myself. I behave in bad ways yeah. when I don't feel safe. Like yeah. I'll be a straight up beat. Oh, <laughs> like I'm just, I, I'm a brat, I, a total bitch. <laughs> I start to not talk. <laughs> like I, mm. I, I, I've in the past, I've shut down. I think like, but in my rehabilitated <laughs> dating self, I, I mean, this is something that's like a constant practice. It's like any other muscle. You have to work it out, yeah. like work on it mm-hmm. to constantly keep it up. And yeah, even these days, if I, if something's making me feel unsafe or unsettled and I'll catch myself acting out and I'm like, why am I doing that? Okay. This is why I'm doing that. And like, then I have to like make yeah. an amends for it. Like, I don't mean to behave this way. Like, wasn't that it was disingenuous, but like, I need you to understand it was coming from a place of this. And maybe I know what it means. Maybe I don't know what it means yet. But like, you need to understand that I'm responding to this in this way. Yeah. And like, I'm trying to fix it. (laughs) Yeah. But calm, calm, you should be able to feel yourself. You should be able Mm -hmm. to be like totally comfortable. Yeah. So these days, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I've learned. Right on. Is a green flag. Yeah. Uh, and then, look for a whole future episode yeah, about green flags and red flags <laughs> um, and then the last uh, step of the five step process is um, you know and we had talked about this earlier too how would someone that isn't afraid of this act mm. and that's why even in those moments where I'm having these negative self talking I talk to myself as though it's someone who's not scared. I mean, I was fucking scared when I was in that airplane by myself (laughs) and I was going to pee my pants and I just, but I was just like, you know what? I'm ready for this. Like I I had to talk to myself as someone who was prepared and I was, but I didn't believe it. You know, like, like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a part of me that didn't believe it, but I, I just had to. So I was like, okay, I'm someone who can do this and I will do this. I will act like the person that knows how to fucking control this airplane and land it safely and not die. And you really just need to do it once. Yeah. And they're like, look at that. Yeah. Well, after my first landing, you can see in the video, I'm like, I did it. Oh my God, I did it. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I can do this. Oh my God, I, I did it. And let's do it again. <laughs> and I think again. Didn't you do three that time? I did do yeah. three, yeah. But that's part of it. That's what I, like, you know, when we talked at the beginning of this episode, like after you overcome a fear, you have this overwhelming sense of like, I fucking can do this. First of all, the adrenaline. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, the reward that you get for overcoming fear is so amazing that it prompts you or it like gets you stronger, that it builds this muscle so that you can become like, know that you're more like that you are capable, that you can do more stuff. And so you set yourself up for like the next thing that, you know, the next fear that you want to overcome. So, yeah. I love it. There are lots of things that I think any of us could be experiencing on any given day. Big fears like accomplishing something huge, like flying a fucking plane all by yourself. Like I don't have any desire to fly a plane. So I don't I can't really relate to that. But I've obviously I've been here for your entire journey of it. And it's been fascinating to watch and like to cheer you on. Like when you're like, 
oh, I'm just struggling with this. And like you get stuck in these moments and you're like really down and you had to take a few weeks off because you were sick or you had to take a few weeks off because your instructor wasn't available. Just like things happen and like you had these little setbacks along the way, but like you always came back because you really wanted this. Like you really, at the end of the day, you really wanted it. And like there was something in you that pushed you to have that fortitude and do it. And like, you're not done, but you checked off a big thing on the list. And like, now you're really on your way. And I think another big thing that I I hope our listeners get from this is uh, success isn't linear either. Mm. Like there's, you know, when you're overcoming fear, when you're trying to, when you're, you're working towards a goal, it's, it's, it's not always a straight up or a straight line to the goal. There's going to be ups and downs, but I think that's what makes you even stronger by the time you get to your goal. Yes. I like it. Yeah. I like, it's not linear. That's a great mm-hmm. tip. I mean, nothing is linear. <laughs> a to B is really a direct shot. Whether you're fearing a job thing, an extracurricular, like something you really want to check off your bucket list, hiking, flying, learning about wine, traveling to that country. Maybe you're going on a solo trip for mm-hmm. the first time ever. Whatever it is you're afraid of, I think it's really worth investigating where that comes from, taking the steps to do it. Maybe you're in a relationship that you are scared to get out of. And hopefully you're not physically scared that the person will hurt you or scared that the person will physically hurt you. Maybe it's just a comfort thing. You're like, I don't know. I've never done anything on my own before. What would I be? I've been this for so long. What am I outside of this? Like fear of the unknown of you. Yeah. Well, I think I you mean, and I have you, both experienced yeah, that. Totally. I didn't say it in the beginning, but three or four years ago, it was me getting out of a 10-year relationship. And mm-hmm. I pretty much didn't know who I was. And I was so afraid of that. And I think that's what prompted it was like it initiated me to kind of be like, who am I? And like, what are the things that are causing me to be so scared? And I need to rebuild myself. And so yeah. like, it's scary to enter relationships and exit relationships. It's really important to kind of sit in that space and kind of figure out like what are some of those things that are scary about it and how can you kind of get through that and yeah and it should be I hope that everyone finds it comforting and heartwarming to enter relationships I think if you're scared to enter a relationship there's something there that's worth looking into and if it's scary to leave I think that's a great motivator to look into yourself Mm -hmm. like that's a really good reason to do a lot of self-work and figure it out like yeah I remember when that relationship for you ended and it was like I forgot how much I loved blasting music at 6 (laughs) a.m yeah I don't have to worry about anybody else sleeping or what they want to hear or what they don't want to hear considerate of their feelings about your music selection yeah kind of fun to have like a little selfish time Mm -hmm. enter can be a little scary because you have to share your you know you have to learn how to share your life again i'm gonna fall back on the whole reframing it like it it doesn't have to be scary it can be scary if all you've ever had are failed relationships or you're looking at them as failed relationships but if you reframe like i've learned all of these things about me via these relationships or even just dating even just going out on three dates with somebody sometimes can be really clarifying about what i don't want in a person or what I do want in a person. So it's like if you reframe all those those past experiences into all you learned, I think getting you can be really excited to get into a relationship when you're finding a person who's fitting into the things that you've learned you need. 
yeah or is willing to fit into the boxes right like yeah that's a good point there's some boxes you people will just automatically check and some characteristics that people will just innately have but there are other things that take compromise and people are willing to give you part of the fear for me to enter a relationship like a romantic relationship is being able to communicate I'm learning the language to speak up when I start to feel or question something I think recently someone had said something that you know kind of caused me to kind of like oh no that like somebody I once dated before said the same thing oh and and I was like and it reminded me of how I felt because what happened was like one of my past exes he had said like oh you're a little extra and he meant like oh if you could see my face right now (laughs) and he said you know you're a little extra like too much like I was too much like I was talked too much I had too many like big opinions and that I asked too many questions and I was just like a little extra you know and then you know the other day someone was like that's a little extra and momentarily I got really scared because I was like oh my god (laughs) you know I'm like trauma because I I've been trying to work overcome like I'm trying not to make myself small because I made myself small after that person had told me that. yeah that was what I was flipping out about like this is their discomfort yeah with you and they're trying to make you small yeah. so they feel big yeah. and like holy yeah. oh my god so then like and one of my fears was like what do I do in this moment because I'm trying to I don't want to relive my past trauma but he just said something that is so do you trigger. say did you say to him like I have to tell you yeah. what do you mean by that because Exactly. Yes. And that's like, again, I'm tooting my own horn a little bit. Do but it. it is something that I'm learning. Like, I'm again, a fear of mine is like one fear was like, maybe I shouldn't say anything. I don't want to do like I don't want to be confrontational. I don't want to be I don't want to like be mean. I don't want to be a bitch. But then I was like, you know what? I have to do this for myself because it would stress you out for yes. a week. Yes. So like I <laughs> waited like 10 minutes and then I and I was like, I was like, can I ask what you mean by a little extra? you know, question mark. And I mean, this is to through text. And I was like, you know, oh. um, and I was like, what do you mean by a little extra? Because I'm not really understanding what you said. And then in parentheses, and I'm, I'm right now, I might be a little too much too. like, I'm giving people a lot of information just because that's just me and my truth right now. <laughs> but I'm like, in the past, this phrase has not really been very like it doesn't have a good history with me mm-hmm. and parentheses and he responded and he was like no I meant like you are like a little extra amazing or something and I was like oh thank you phew like I feel a lot better <laughs> you know like thank you for you know clarifying and he was like yeah I really meant it as like a lot like a real in a good way yeah because I mean going the extra mile is a good thing yeah so I it was good for me to ask questions that's what I'm learning mm. because again my fear with relations, just starting any kind of relationship is how do I communicate in moments when I'm unsafe, like when I feel unsafe, but I'm learning that I also have to give people the opportunity to create a safe environment for me too. him responding that way actually makes me like, okay, next time I'm scared of something, I can just ask and it's yeah. okay. Communication is a two way street and being afraid to ask something that is concerning you, yeah. like you have to find a way to do it in a way that's not attacking or accusing and I think you did that really well 
Um, well, the, the first time the, when that person had said like, you're a little extra, um, I did say like, how, uh, how, you know, like, what do you mean by that? And that's how I found out like, you're a little extra too much. You ask too many questions. You talk too much. And then because of that negative response now, if like, somebody said that to me, I'd have been like, it sounds like you just don't like me. So I think this is done. Yeah. <laughs> like I would never, yeah. ever take attacks on my character. Like I'm too much for you. That's you. That's not me. Fuck you. <laughs> and I want to get to that place <laughs> where I, you know, that's what I'm working towards. If I'm now. too much for you, that is your problem. 100%. That's the mindset I'm working towards. Ugh. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Love you. Love you. <laughs> you're, you're, you're good people, Mandy. That's what, you know, we, I talk a lot about surrounding yourself with people that are good for you, that help, you know, help you become a better person. And you're definitely people that I'm keeping around me. Well, I, I feel the same way. So this much. isn't a, a passive thing on my part. Like you are the same way. Like there's a reason people are drawn to you. And it's like this innate light within you and this, you do have, you're a, the, you're the everyone's cheerleader. Mm, do you just, do you? No, like, I, I strive to be, a cheer, like, I strive to be cheer, a cheerleader. For and, it, and a lot of times it's, we, we, what's, what's the word? Um, those who can't do teach sometimes like it's sometimes it's like these are the things I want me people to give me so like I practice them yeah. on other people and like communication and being really open and honest and considerate of those around us and like trying to really see people some of that is natural abilities probably on both of our parts but it's also a lot of skills that we have soft skills that we have worked on and developed that's yeah. what makes us a great pair. Love it. <laughs> and you know what? I, I really appreciate that we were able to talk about fear and reframing it in today's episode. It was Absolutely. Such a great discussion. Any last comments? I think that's, you know, a lot of it was specifically built around pilot and flying. I think it's really easy to relate that to anything in your life, oh, yeah. though. Like, I didn't mean for it to no. be all about piloting, but I guess it was. It's problem. just easy to give an example like yeah. that, you know, because it's it's a it's a big deal. But like, regardless of what you're afraid of, if it's a career change, a mm -hmm. relationship step, letting go of something or taking something that you want, yeah. it's really important to give that the attention that it deserves and you deserve. We all deserve. Yeah. Don't uh, my my big thing is like don't believe everything you think. Yeah. And along that state, like, I love that mantra. Don't believe everything you think. And also, like, fear is not real. It is a product of your thoughts. Okay. Just like you were talking about. The thoughts that you create. Now, don't misunderstand. Danger is very real. But fear is a choice. And so with that, you know, you choose, choose what you wisely. do with that. Yes. Yeah. Choose to reframe fear. Yeah. I like it. Mm -hmm. Slow down. Check in. I like it. If y'all want to chime in on fears and what you've gotten over, yeah. please let us know. Drop it in the comments. And and if this episode, share this episode. Yeah, if this episode resonated with you and you think it might help someone in your life, please feel free to share it with with others. And if you listen to us on Apple or Google Play or Spotify, please 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 leave a uh, Follow, subscribe, mm -hmm. and leave a review if the app lets you, because yeah. that is great for us. Mm -hmm. All right. At the risk of being redundant. Love you. Love you too. <laughs>